Each year, the Dutch Development Cooperation Association Portals organizes a call for innovation to showcase and promote innovative and inspiring initiatives in the development sector. This year, the Collaborative Innovations Awards celebrated innovative collaborations and international civil society partnerships that developed creative solutions to deal with the complex, volatile and uncertain scenarios in development cooperation. In total, 30 very diverse innovations were submitted. During the Portals Innovation Festival, a jury awarded three innovations for the best collaborative innovations of 2021. Hi, my name is Alexander Medic, and I would like to introduce you to the three winners. Welcome, Lontika, to this Innovation Trilogy podcast, where we talk with the three winners of the Partos Innovation Awards 2021. Let's start with introductions before we're going to talk about your amazing innovation. Um, Lontika, could you perhaps introduce yourself and the organization you work for? Thank you, Alex. So firstly, thank you for having me. Um, and thank you to Partos for also organizing this discussion with us together. My name is Nomtika Mjwana. I am based in Cape Town in South Africa, and I'm currently working as the project manager for digital rights with the global network of people living with HIV. So the global network of people living with HIV is also known as GNP Plus, and it's a global network that is connected with other networks at a national level, working directly with communities of people living with HIV. So we support um, different programs around human rights, around ensuring that people living with HIV have you know, equitable access to treatment, um, universal health care, as well as addressing issues related to stigma and discrimination. So we are a community-centered organization working directly with communities to ensure that all of the issues that we raise at a global level are really based on actual um, emerging trends that require human rights um, related action at community level. Thank you for that introduction. It's uh, amazing work that your organization is doing and very important as well, of course. So your innovation, congratulations, by the way, in uh, with uh, winning uh, the Innovation Awards uh, in uh, October in Antica. Could you perhaps pitch your collaborative innovation? And I'm curious, why can it be considered as one of the most inspiring collaborative innovations? Sure. I mean, pitching, we had to do this for three minutes over and over again with Pato. So I Try think again. I have a, a bit of um, <laughs> uh, experience now. So um, so one of the things that, as I explained to you, um, GNP Plus is community centered. So a lot of the work that we do is really based on experiences that communities face. And one of the things that we found, especially as a result and based on the impact of COVID-19 is that because we know that the pandemic affected a lot of people, it particularly, you know, ex exacerbated or made worse some of the issues that people living with HIV already face. And that included access to information, um, access to things like treatment services, as well as being able to connect with one another. And so the idea of Voice Plus really came as part of a workshop and consultation with networks to say, how can we address these issues? You know, how can we ensure that there's you guys have access to the right information that you want to be access, um, have access to how do you connect and how do you ensure that your issues are raised really at a global level amidst all of these restrictions and beyond. And so you enter Voice Plus, which is essentially a tool that is supposed to really support all of those processes. So we've got these three core features 
that provide access to information, connect networks, and support their human rights um, issues that they're raising for advocacy purposes. And what primarily works and really makes um, Voice Plus as a unique innovation is one, um, again, the fact that it was developed really on a step-by-step -step process together with networks, the people that are supposed to be using and benefiting and being supported by the tool, but also a group of global HIV organizations. Um, but the one thing that really stood out was the fact that it's a tool that's unique for people living with HIV. And that was the selling point for networks um, and generally, because a lot of people are complaining about misinformation, mm -hmm. um, but it makes more sense to actually tailor that content to a particular community that requires that type of information, especially with issues of stigma and discrimination. People living with HIV are often finding themselves in vulnerable spaces. So Voice okay. Plus became that safe hub for the networks to be able to have that platform. Yeah, okay. Thanks for the pitch. And you did great, by the way, in uh, pitching it again. <laughs> um, let's try to unpack it a little bit more, right? So you were talking about COVID. You were talking about information of disinformation. You were talking about health services. There were many um, uh, problems, basically, you touched upon. Let's try to unpack the key problems. So what problems are you trying to solve or are being solved here mm. through the app? Mm -hmm. So the first one, so there's three core features, right? So on the aspect of information, for example, um, you know, back in the day, there used to be a challenge that there's not a lot of information about different issues. And one of these days, because of this overflow of content and channels and different spaces and platforms, people now are saying there's too much information on particular topics that we don't really know how to filter what, what's accurate and not. So the core issue that is being solved with the information feature is the aspect of accuracy and relevance. And so accurate for people living with HIV, how do COVID-19 vaccines affect people living with HIV and what's the you know factual information in that regard so in terms of connection again that's the second core feature of the of the application and a lot of times people um, often meet in either peer education groups in support groups and support networks but sometimes we do different kinds of advocacy in different parts of the world and sometimes an issue that someone in Vietnam is facing maybe could have some learning that someone in South Africa would also be able to you know address based on how they resolve that issue so really the connecting space was to allow people on a global level to be able to cross learn from one another, to learn from each other's successes in advocacy, some of the challenges that they face and how they've gone about to deal with them, but also to have a space for them to just ask any common questions, day-to-day -day questions. And a lot of these people are advocacy staff. So there are people who are dealing with networks and communities of people living with HIV and would often need a space for themselves to talk to their peers. Um, and then the final bit um, is the one around the human rights monitoring aspect. So a lot of these um, features are often for direct humanitarian crises where you know we need access to this now and it needs to be done within the next 24 to 48 hours, which is really primarily reactive. But for this, we said a lot of times communities also observe and networks emerging trends of advocacy and they actually don't really have a space to raise those issues where they can either be brought forward in strategies or at conferences or in panels or high level discussions. And so Voice Plus became then that channel where at a community level, you are able to report what these trends are and we will work with partners at a global level to find the best tailored response to that particular um, advocacy issue that you're facing 
And so that's how the three essentially come together. And the information bit also includes the WhatsApp chatbot function, which is supposed to really support and broaden the, the, the level of access to information because not everyone either has capacity for the app or even has just the tool and the, and the, the, the you know, sometimes people don't really like using device, um, digital devices such as applications, but they yeah. won't mind using instant messaging devices such as WhatsApp. So it's really just to open it up for people that really want access to information, but won't necessarily be wanting to report advocacy issues and all these other components of the app. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so talking about uh, the app and, and WhatsApp, basically um let's talk a little bit more about the solution so now i have a better understanding of the of the main problems right the three main problems that you described um so what i've understood it's an uh, app uh, right uh, but it also has whatsapp um it's actually also a digital platform um uh, that um, you can access um how does it work how does the technology work and who can access what and um how is yeah. uh, basically Perhaps also from a user perspective, uh, could you describe how you can uh, flow through your digital solution? Great. So the platform is in two forms, right? So the one is an instant messaging WhatsApp bot, which we'll get to. But the app itself is a digital app that is downloadable on Google and on iStore. And it's not we, one of the things that we're working on strengthening is really making sure that it's accessible to people living with HIV. So at the moment, how we do that is we onboard specific networks. So if we've got a network in, let's say in Uganda and they want to be part of Voice Plus, then we will know, and that makes it easier for them to be able to engage when they report human rights violations and for us to follow up. So we work directly with a specific network or a group of people or an initiative and they onboard on the platform. So when you get on the app, you as soon as you jump on the dashboard, you just see um, three core features as well as an option to fill out a survey if we have uploaded any surveys based on advocacy themes. So you see the information panel, which will lead you to a range of topics around mental health, around COVID-19 and HIV, vaccines, sexual health and things like that. Um, and so you basically just at a click of a button, you basically get as much information in a bite-sized manner as possible. And so, as any other navigation, you have the option to go back and for the connection section, again, it just takes you straight to a network lounge, which opens up a forum where you can start having a discussion. And the reporting function is one that had been a bit more complex and one that we've highlighted as a key learning for us because um, the, the navigation system for that was, it took a little bit of work, as you know, that innovations aren't always, you know, 10 out of 10 from the get-go. So the reporting function essentially just allows people to just log on and be able to report a particular issue. And it gives you a questionnaire now of, we've developed it into a, a, a brief, but a detailed questionnaire that gives us an idea of what kind of trends, what kind of advocacy issues are you facing, um, where you based and, and you know, how, can, how best can you be supported? Because sometimes people actually know what they want from a situation. So that's essentially how the application works. Um, and we really try to keep it as simple as that so that we know that it first just fulfills this purpose before we add any other you know, mm -hmm. detailed rules. Now, the WhatsApp function is essentially a chatbot that we've also, thanks to some support from WhatsApp as well, been able to from, work with From WhatsApp, the company, basically, it. Facebook. WhatsApp, the company, yes. So, okay, yeah. um, yes, so we were able to be, to connect with WhatsApp and basically tell them about Voice Plus. And they were so kind to give us different pointers and tips on to how we can actually make the chatbot. Because you see, working in, 
in, in digital technology is one thing, but digital technology in health is another because health is also a unique field with its own jargons and terms that might not be there on everyday English. So training of chatbots is a lot of work. Um, that's one component. And the other component is making sure that when people are using the chatbot, it doesn't feel too robotic, but it allows them some features that, that can help them navigate more seamlessly. So really WhatsApp was helpful in helping us thinking about how that could work. And so we are we are using that and still developing that piece on WhatsApp, but that's essentially how the application works. We've really tried to make it as simple as at a tap of a button, you are on the dashboard, you access information, you chat to other people, and you're able to um, raise issues or report human rights violation cases. Wow. Okay. Impressive and uh, great to hear that you have this collaboration with uh, with Facebook and WhatsApp. I think it's uh, it's an, yeah. a great additional value, right, to your uh, digital innovation. Absolutely. Um, okay, so um, I understand the problems, I understand the solution or the solutions. Um, what are your ambitions for the next years? It seems that you're trying to scale, trying to grow. Um, what will life look like in the future if your solution were fully realized? Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoy this question, Alex, because I think there's two responses. There's my personal ambition, right, which is very much selfish, but also comes from a good place. And then there's the bigger picture of, you know, we, this is really a tool that isn't developed by one person, one organization, one institution, one network. And so how it evolves will really move with how we see the movement within the HIV space move and evolve. And it will also evolve based on how we see the needs of networks change and evolve. For all you know, in two to three years, we would all wish to, in an ideal world, to not need to have people reporting, you know, human rights violations or advocacy issues. And so, you know, I just want to really say that before I give my personal ambition, that's like the overarching piece. It's a tool that will really evolve per needs of networks. And so it's not necessarily clear to define what the future will look like in the next few years. But based on where we are now, and based on the fact that what we've done and what we've seen from the pilot phase is working at this point, I really see Voice Plus continuing to grow beyond just networks. I think as soon as we are able to define um, stronger security systems to make sure that the platform is gated and, and really um, the people that are on the platform are safe, because it's really, um, it's a sensitive platform given the nature of stigma, criminalization and discrimination, right? And so as soon as we really have functions that strengthen um, who has access to Voice Plus and really making sure that it's people living with HIV, I really see it being a platform that is open, broadly comprehensive, but still unique to people living with HIV and really a space that they will consider safe, digital, but at least considerably safe for them to the extent that they would need a tool like that. And I really see it growing into a platform where people can even upload statuses, you know, almost like a little social networking space where networks can be able to really access all of these things and, and, and more of whatever features that they might need. Um, and I also know that WhatsApp has much broader features that we can take advantage of as we expand Voice Plus as well. So I really look forward to seeing how, again, when we strengthen even those security systems for, for Voice Plus on that tool and on that platform, how we can even broaden ways in which people can use Voice Plus if they don't actually have it on the app. So mm -hmm. the ambition is vague um, because it's, it, it's personal, but also it's really most, mostly based on what is the need that is out there. 
Thank you. And I think that's also one of the most important uh, characteristics of a good innovation, right? It's not knowing always, yeah, exactly. uh, being able to predict the future and uh, developing your uh, innovation uh, based on the needs of the end users. In this case, uh, the networks yeah. uh, that you and GMP Plus are working with. Uh, thanks for that very um, enlightening uh, answer. Um, so to conclude, uh, Nomtika, what would your call to action be to the listeners? So if we're talking about listeners that are saying, you know, we want to also do something similar, not like Voice Plus, but we want to look at innovation or digital innovation. Um, what do we do? Where do we start? I think having a, a human rights centered or a human centered, people centered, community centered approach. I think we are exploring a lot of these different concepts these days. And I think it's healthy, um, regardless of how we are debating around them. So I think that's something to really think about. Um, and really be more considerate of, and really make sure that every step of the process of developing that is inclusive and as involved and meaningfully engaging the different people that are supposed to be involved. Um, for people that are saying, you know, okay, thank you, but we wanna know exactly about Voice Plus, um, I would suggest that you can visit our website on gnpplus.net slash project slash voice plus to just learn about the project itself. You get in touch with us directly should you be a network of people living with HIV and want to get involved. Um, and for people that are saying this is an interesting innovation and we don't have the capacity to do it, but we have the resources to support it, again, please feel free to visit the voice plus page on the GNP plus website and feel free to get in touch with us as our contact details are there. Uh, we are also launching the platform officially on the 10th of December. So if people are available and they can look out on our Facebook pages, GNP Plus, and we will be sharing more details closer to the time and it will be an open public official launch of the tool after a one year long pilot and evaluation period. So you are more than welcome to come and learn more broadly about the successes of Voice Plus and who was involved in that you know, process. And again, the continuation of this conversation, Alex, of, you know, how do we see this moving forward and how do we continue to critically assess um, communities' needs and putting them at the forefront. Thank you very much, Antika. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you for listening to the podcast channel of Disrupt Development, the world's first post-growth innovation academy in global development. We work with leaders, nonprofits, social enterprises, corporates, international institutions and governments to help them innovate, maximize impact and achieve systems change.